They're speakers, authors, and real-life rock stars, bringing you life-changing thoughts that rock. Taking conversation all the way to 11. Most shows only go to 10. Well, it's one louder, isn't it? These go to 11. To 11. This is Thoughts That Rock. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Knight and Grant Menzoir. The feeling you're making me feel My heart's in overdrive and you're behind the steering wheel Touching you <laughs> Touching me <laughs> Touching you God, you're touching me I believe in a thing called love. I believe in a thing called love. What's happening? I think we've sufficiently blown everyone's speakers in their car. Job accomplished. Thank you. Welcome, everybody. It's your favorite podcast. It's Thoughts That Rock. You know where we exchange two pieces of life-changing advice if you're listening and we squeeze it into about 30 minutes or so yeah and listen just a quick reminder whatever format you're listening to the podcast on doesn't really matter to us it could be on apple Podcasts, which is where most of our friends kind of check us out but it could be on the bean stitcher the bean you call a pod bean the bean i call i call it the bean that's what the cool kids call it that's right listen if you like the show seriously it'd be awesome if you could one give us a rating not a one Right, we we need right. We need something bigger. Five, than that. five is the give right. Give us a five, number. even if you don't believe it. Give us a five. Yes, and two, mm-hmm. we need you to just write something like the narrative. Just just anything at all is going to help us sort of get a little bit higher up in the ratings, and that's yep. how people see us. And mm-hmm. obviously, that contributes to the next thing that we always talk about at it's the true. beginning of the show, which is what, CKC, Brand? baby. Thoughts that rock supports Cannonball Kids Cancer. Those guys rock. And their fight for finding treatment options for kids who've been told there are no more options. Please check them out, cannonballkidscancer.org. Yeah, unless we know how busy you are, too. It's right? True. You got a lot of things going on in your life. So and much. just taking a moment to step outside a of your world moment. and develop yourself a little bit. Just yeah. a, a little bit of what we call a leadership nugget. Mm, tasty. Very important, but yet we get it. You're super busy right? It doesn't really matter though what you're doing right now. You could perhaps be washing your car by hand. Maybe you're fly fishing in a Montana tributary. (laughs) Or maybe you're selling Girl Scout cookies outside a CBD dispensary. Buy my cookies. Doesn't really matter to us. We just want to be the 30 minutes you've been looking forward to all week. Let's do this. Let's do it. Our guest today is a monumentally successful podcaster, Jeremy Ryan Slate, the founder of the Create Your Own Life podcast, a show that helps people create life on their own terms at a world-class level. Jeremy, welcome to Thoughts That Rock. Hey, thank you so much for having me, guys. I've checked out so much of what you're doing, and I'm just really honored that you gave me the time today. 
Are you, he's, he's honored that we gave him the time. Yeah, exactly. Have you seen his numbers? This guy's got like two and a half million downloads, and he's honored that, that this pittance uh, gave him 30 minutes. Yes. He drew the short straw. Yeah, but, but here's the thing I'll say to that, man. Like, there's so many people that are doing the exact same show, yeah. and you guys are doing an amazing job at doing something cool and that's different awesome. and really reaching out to help people, and I think that's what matters most. Stop it. Come on, man. Now, now our heads it. are just getting big here. Good gosh. I need a, <laughs> we'll, we'll give you 30 minutes to cut that out. Listen, we're going to have Jeremy's full bio posted in the show notes. You're mm-hmm. going to want to check that out because, honestly, his, his background is incredibly interesting. Um, he's a former champion powerlifter, just like you, Jim. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, he became an entrepreneur and started his podcast after a near-death experience during surgery at only 19 years old. Um, he was able to recover and graduated with a master's degree during one of the worst job markets in history. Uh, went on to work 16 hour days, painting houses, managing gyms, became a teacher. Um, just an incredibly interesting background. Uh, the create your own life podcast, as I just told you has been downloaded millions. That is millions of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are almost there minus <laughs> the aliens. Right. Um, we're more on the unths. <laughs> a few months we've been around. We're in double digits. We are. We're doing. We're doing fine. Um, at least that's what you know. That's what Jeremy told us earlier. So I'm going with that. <laughs> He's interviewed over 500 entrepreneurs. People like Grant Cardone, uh, Danica Patrick, Seth Godin, Tucker Max. I don't. You know. How does it feel to have this be the highlight of your career, Jeremy? To be on Thoughts That Rock. <laughs> Well, hey, hey, man, it's, it's like a Beatles song. It's a long and winding road. Nice. Look yeah. at him bringing it with the Beatles straight up front. Well, listen, you know we like to do things a little bit different here. Uh, we're not going to get too far deep into the background. We're going to jump right to the meat and potatoes. So the floor is yours. What is your Thought That Rocks? Thoughts That Rock, number one. Well, honestly, it's a, it's a lesson that I've learned just through doing in my life. And, and that's the idea that everything is going to take way more effort than you think it's going to take. So be willing to put in the work, be willing to put in the time hmm. and do what it takes to make it happen, which isn't something I had early on in life. But I learned through reading, through education and through really just working it, man. Like it's not something you're you're born with. You got to work hard at it. Well, listen, you're you're going against everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, real in the world right now of the instant gratification and the me, 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 I, I, I uh, culture that we live in, uh, the idea of actually having to put in the, the effort and, and be willing to be patient uh, are foreign thoughts, I think, in this day and age. Would you agree with that? I, I would definitely agree with that because um, I, I, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I'm 32, almost 33, and I, I feel like, my, my generation has become a bit lazy in a bunch of ways from the standpoint of like everybody thinks they need to find their life's purpose to be able to do anything. And it's like, you know, I, I came from a dad that was, you know, high school educated, worked really hard um, and started at the lowest level of the company. So now he's the president of that company. Nice. So I've been shown like hard work is the way to go, man. So I've just always been willing to put in the time and effort. And I just feel like my generation's kind of waiting for, the stars to all shine and, you know, get them to jump off the couch. And that just isn't how I was raised. Do you think maybe, I know you said this is just something that's sort of come to you over time, but was there maybe a critical moment that you just thought, man, it's, uh, this is taking way more time, effort, money, rigor, whatever it is. How, how did that sort of concept, you know, come to be and how did it maybe change your life? 
Well, honestly, like I'd have to say like the thing it started with was when I was 24, my mom had a really bad stroke and she's still disabled to this day. She mm. can't use the right side of her body. She's lost all of her language skills. Um, but you know, she makes do and, you know, she still gets to play with our 16 month old, which is incredible to watch. Mm. But for me, I was teaching high school at that time. I was absolutely miserable and it just made me start to look for something different. And honestly, you guys showed me how to sell products on Etsy that I had garbage picked and people would buy it and I would have done it. But I, I needed <laughs> to start somewhere because yeah. being a teacher just wasn't going to solve that for me. So the, the first thing was network marketing. I worked really hard at that. The second thing was life insurance. And honestly, it came down to just learning like, all right, you did that and you didn't, you didn't get anything. Like what's happening here? And uh, a book that I read was called The 10X Rule. And that really helped me to understand like, hey, it's going to take 10 times, maybe even 100 times the amount of effort you're willing to put in to, to get something and achieve that. And, you know, that had me making hundreds of phone calls when I was selling life insurance and things like that. But I, I don't think it was like a single moment, but a culmination of moments. But the thing I'll tell you, the longer I've been, I've been married um, is, you know, I've been married for almost five years now. And I like to say that my wife is my sense of adventure and I'm her <laughs> reality check. Oh, Whereas nice. she's taught me to celebrate a lot more things in life. You know, like we always, she always has a bottle of champagne ready in the fridge when we hit a big goal in our business. And it taught me how to, how to celebrate and how to, I guess, build more life enjoyment into that hard work that I want to put in. I love it. That's, that's awesome. I mean, I think honestly, by the nature of sort of the things that you, you decided to tackle early on, I mean, insurance and network marketing are two things that you have to have some patience and you have to put in some effort yeah. or they're not going to, they're just not going to produce. Right. I think that's the pie in the sky that gets sold. And a lot of the, the downside of network marketing is people think, uh, you know, there are ways that, that you can cheat the system and they are, you know, if you buy in for $5,000 at mm-hmm. this level, we're going to make you, you know, a, a gold diamond zebra or whatever it is that there <laughs> is in there. In their in their uh, methodology, mm-hmm. and um, the golden flying antelope. That's exactly right. You're a wolf chicken, and um, if you want to be higher than that, it's going to get a little bit different. But um, you know, I, I think that there's no substitute for hard work and patience, and and especially in those two industries, I think you've seen that you have to make those hundreds of calls and uh, wait for the seven no's before you hear a yes, and uh, and just continue on to build your book of business so that 20 years from now you still have something to go back to and and, and work at well and, and even like I'll, I'll say this like i've been doing this my podcast since 2015 and i was just talking to you guys before we started recording about it. i just recorded an interview with ted nugent yeah i've been following awesome. up with ted's team for four years wow. um you know I, I when i had dave asprey on the show i followed up for, for i think it was like three years so you have to be willing to put in the time and effort to get things and it, it doesn't happen overnight and like i think so many people hear a no and they're, they're done yeah like yeah. you need to figure out like what is the sustained amount of effort that I can put in over time to get where I want to go? It's, it's not a, it's not a right now thing. Like, you know, I mentioned that thing with my mom that happened in 2013, man, we're, we're in 2020 now. It took me a good three to four years to even figure it out. And then, you know, seven, eight years now to really get where I wanted to be and, and go even further. So it's, it's not never an overnight thing, man. Yeah. When you when you were talking earlier about network marketing, and it sounded like Brent, you were talking about the same thing. This is what used to be Amway, right? And it was yeah. the multi level marketing stuff. Yeah, which, it's, it's just, there's all different types of businesses, but similar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I used to do the same thing, and you talk about hard work. I mean, you were you know you were you were pissing off all of your friends and and family to get everybody to come <laughs> yeah, to these meetings, right? Me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They they're so turned off and. 
some of them totally understood that that was not for them. And no, you were totally supposed to call them as many times as possible to get them in a meeting. And, you know, the whole multi-level thing, I mean, that was hard work and effort for really something that just was more of a scheme than anything else. And the people obviously at the top were making a lot of money. And it's funny that you say that my background also was as a substitute middle school teacher. I did that for six years and just took a summer job at ultimately what became a huge career for me at Hard Rock. So it's funny that we have these things in the background, but I do think when you talk about putting in time and effort, I think anything that is worthwhile, of course, does take time. And I think if you don't rush through those things, if you take the time to map it out and really plan, at some point you got to execute. But I think you're really going to be better off. We just we just had Michael Dorf on the show talking about, you know, think in terms of Excel but then execute in Word or PowerPoint, right? You think in terms of planning this stuff out perhaps in cells and getting all the information down, but ultimately you can make it beautiful and pretty and execute the stuff. But I do believe that if you put in the work, good things are going to happen to you at some point. Yeah, and and, and you know what, man? Like I like to say I I eventually sailed my way to, to success because a lot of things didn't work out of the way here. I put a lot of money on credit cards. I did a lot of things wrong. I pissed a lot of people off. Yeah. But you have to be willing to, to keep going and, and kind of just see it through. You're not always going to know from day one even, you know, what that full vision looks like. Like what our company vision and, and you know, what it stands for now is not what it's, you know, not what we thought it stood for when we even started four years ago. So it's, it's you have to realize these things develop. Yeah, I, you know, so what I, what I talk about when I am uh, out, out doing my, my keynotes, Jeremy is the idea of living with deliberate intention. And this, this is sort of what you just described, which is you, you sort of started with this idea of what you thought was going to be right. And here you are years later and it looks different. And the reason it looks different is because most of us never take the time to define those, you know, those five or six non-negotiable items in our life that are the things Mm -hmm. that, that can't be changed. They are developed over the course of our lives and we have to sort of figure them out. I call them your black sheep. Um, you have to, you have to find your black sheep, you know, a black sheep's wool cannot be dyed. And similar to these values, no matter what people say to you or how they try to influence you, they simply are not going to be changed. But most of us never take the time to, to find what those are. And so we start uh, with a why that's wrong and we fumble our way through it and we might even find a, a level of success with it, but we're never going to see the ultimate success until we start living with deliberate intention. And that only happens by getting to your what first, what are those five or six core values so that you can use those to start making decisions with deliberate intention and honoring the things in your life that matter most. And that is where I'm, I'm sure you're starting to find yourself. Now you've started to make these decisions in your life and in your business that are more reflective of your non-negotiables. Yeah, you, you chase money and numbers early on, man, because you're like, well, I needed to make just enough to survive, or I need to make enough to replace what I've already had. And you start to realize, like, bringing on the, long, the wrong client is actually going to lose me money, yeah. right? Or, or, you know, like, it's really taken me a long time to realize, you know, my non-negotiables are my family is first and foremost. Yeah. Like, it's always going to come first. I've canceled things for my family. Sure. My thing. fitness is so important to me. You know, getting up and doing that first thing in the morning. Uh, except this morning because my headphones died on me, so I'll go back tonight. Um, but, you know, my fitness is so important. My diet is so important. My relationships are important. But when you're early on in your business, because, you, like you said, you don't have these things defined, you'll sacrifice a lot of these things. And you have to hope that you realize quick enough so that you don't sabotage them. You know what I mean? Because I think yeah. sometimes you, you want to see success so bad, you chase every shiny object. 
and you don't put the right things in place to be able to make sure these non-negotiables don't happen. And so maybe specifically, if, <laughs> if for people that are listening in the audience, if you're saying, listen, things are going to take more time and effort than you could ever imagine, what would sort of be the, the advice that you would give to them? I mean, if they're sitting in a job, they're sitting in a relationship, they're working on something, I don't know, they want to invent something, they want to start something, but you know, they're in their 20s, they're in their 30s. Do you just tell them to sort of hold on that it'll eventually happen or you just keep working harder at it? Or do you need to think differently about the things that you're doing in your day to day? You know, what, what's your advice? Well, I would say, honestly, like the, the, the place where I originally screwed up and then where I figured it out is I quit my job on a whim and just kind of jumped into those things. Like I, I left and abandoned my salary. So I didn't have any income. So you make really bad decisions when you're looking for the money right away. Yeah. So the thing I actually did is I went out and I got a job at a, uh, a friend's web design firm. So the fact that I had income made I, meant that I could make better decisions around where I wanted to go. So I was willing to put in the time. I was willing to stick it out for a year or more. I tell people when you're starting a podcast, be willing to stick it out for a year yeah. to make it happen. Yeah. You need to be able to be willing to put the time in. So honestly, the best advice I would say is to make sure you have your bills covered in some way, shape, or form and give yourself some space to create. And once that creation starts to outweigh what's replacing your bills, then it's time to go all in on it. Yeah. I, I think if you become too dependent on it early on, you make some really bad decisions when you're thinking, well, I need to eat next week. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because I've been in that position, man. Like I, yeah. I've made some very short set of decisions because I needed a hundred bucks for next week. That's right. It, it's, it's, you start to weigh your values against uh, surviving. And when you're in survival yeah. mode, it's uh, it's a dangerous place to be because you know you, you make decisions that you no, you wouldn't make normally if you could pay the bills. But because you can't pay the bills, you start to to make questionable decisions, and um, and and unfortunately, those decisions have repercussions that last much longer than the moment that you make them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you you dig a hole so deep you can't get out. And that's um, and, I, and that's one of the things that Gary Vee says. Like as an entrepreneur, you need to have you need to have seven day vision, six week vision and six year vision. And yeah. it's, it's, it's so true, man. Like you need to be able to see what's going to happen next week, what's going to happen in three months and what's going to happen five years from now. Like you have to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's, you know, it really leads to, to our thought that we're going to share um, on this episode with you, which comes from uh, Banksy, which I think is, is amazing. The, the sort of infamous artist uh, that, that we all know and love. But uh, our thought is this, Number two. If you get tired, learn to rest, not to quit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that that is such an incredible piece of advice because when you understand and realize that things are going to take more time and effort that you could imagine, um, you have to know that if you're in it for the long game, if you're, if you're playing the long game, you've got to build in time to rest and choose to rest and not to quit because so many people just choose to quit because they're looking for that quick success, that mm-hmm. quick buck. What can I do? You know, and that's honestly, that's how a lot of network marketing companies end up getting. It's why there's, you know, 4,000% turnovers because people get in buying into this dream that just doesn't exist. And they Mm -hmm. don't realize that, that the the real payoff comes five years down the road when you've put in the time and the effort and all those sorts of things. It's not in your first three months, six months, year, two years, three years, even into the business. And if you're not willing to play the long game, maybe this isn't the right industry for you. Well, I would agree a hundred percent because I think that fits in with what I was talking about that I've learned from my wife. And it's the idea of, 
making sure that you're taking time to, to celebrate the wins, man. Like they've taken some time out to, to have some time with family. Because I think even sometimes when you're winning, but you're not taking time to celebrate, it doesn't feel like you're winning. So I, I think it, it really ties in just well with that, man. Like you need to take time to, you know, handle yourself, handle your needs and also celebrate, man. Like show yourself like what you've achieved to this point in time, because I push myself pretty darn hard and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not there yet. And my wife will be like, well, look what you've done so far, though. Like, look where you've come from. And I think often we don't take the time out to celebrate that and acknowledge what we've done thus far because we feel like the place we want to go is so far away. So you yeah. need to have the way markers near, man. I actually think that's a great way of looking at, at the quote. And I, I think I looked at it a little bit differently, probably uh, negatively, when you were looking at more positive, like let's celebrate the wins. And I have a friend of mine, I've shared this story on the show before, but I've got a friend in Atlanta, his name is Nigel. And I think about when he talks about getting tired, whether it's physically, mentally, maybe spiritually, and he probably took this from a little bit more of a faith-based approach. He said, listen, if you're not sure what to work on or how to respond, or if you are mentally, physically exhausted, just be still. Like every once in a while, and now he's gotten to the point he does it every day. You just take five minutes to just be, and then things will be able to come to you, whether it's answers or being recharged or refreshed or whatever. And I think when I look at this quote, and I think if you get tired, learn to rest, not to quit, don't stop. But it's nice to have a respite every once in a while, and then boom, you're right back in. I would agree 100%, man. I, I guess I just looked at it that way because, um, you know, like, even when things were going well, I didn't feel like they were going well. And, and honestly, like, things are quote-unquote doing well now, but we had a situation in our business we had to handle last week. And, you know, we felt like the whole world was burning down around us and it wasn't actually that bad. Mm -hmm. So I, I think oftentimes it's about taking some time to reflect and just chilling out a little bit. I, I would agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think it's the rest it's defining rest and what, and what that means. You yeah. know what I mean, because for me, I, uh, that's, that's a rest is a four letter word. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm only happy when I'm working and, and, and it's, I know that it's not healthy, um, but it's the truth. Uh, and so it's one of those things that when you're always chasing that next level and it's for me, it's not even money. It's, it's chasing impact. Mm -hmm. I want greater impact. And in order for that to happen, I need to be on bigger stages. I need to have a wider reach. I need to have, you know, all, all these things that have to happen for me to increase the impact. And so no matter what I've been able to achieve, I'm always looking at whatever that next thing is, because that's simply the next rung on the ladder that I want to yep. get to. And, um, and so I have a really hard time resting, you know, people who can meditate, God bless them. And mm -hmm. I, I like for me, the whole time that I'm meditating, I'm going, I could be doing something really productive mm -hmm. right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, well, and I'll, I'll tell you what though, man, like that's, that's something I've suffered with in my life. Like I had kind of defined myself at, at certain points by, if I'm not working, then I'm lazy. And, and that can be something that can really destroy you when sure. you're really defining it that way because you think you always need to be working at it or you're, you, have, you lack self-worth in a lot of ways. So I think it goes back to what you were saying, and it's defining that. Like, like why do we rest? What is rest? And, and, I, and I think oftentimes we don't define that. So then for me, I tied my self-worth to if I'm not working, then I'm not worth anything. And it really took me a while to get over that. Yeah. Yeah. I think eventually if you can carve out a little bit more time to work on your web developing 
career. Brant is really good at web design, and he's looking for anybody who I, needs help. That is a lie. That is a just a bold-faced lie. I, I do what I need to do to make things work, and Jim sells my services without my approval yeah, to anybody and everybody that's out there. For free. I don't it, even make that, money That's it. Of. That's it. He's like, I'll buy you you know, an Egg McMuffin. And that's, uh, unfortunately, I love Egg McMuffin, and that. that's the problem. <laughs> So, so Jeremy, on your um, Create Your Own Life podcast, I know, again, you've, you've interviewed over 500 entrepreneurs, as Brant said in the intro. Um, when you're talking to some of these people, does this thought that you've come up with, you know, taking more time and effort, do, does any of that resonate with you? Other than the fact, like you said, you need to put in, let's say, a year before you start getting disgruntled that maybe your podcast isn't growing. Yours is obviously blown off the rails here in just a couple of years. But does this thought resonate with you when you're talking to any of your guests? Oh, a hundred percent. It's it's like when, I, when I'm talking to people, I see the same topics coming up again and again and again. And this is, this is one of them. I think early on we think, okay, I, you know, I did something once and it didn't work. You don't realize you got to do it 10, 20, 30 times to make it work. Right. So I've seen that so many times. And even like if, talking to some of my guests about their business failures, like there's lessons to be learned in each one of those things, but they've tried 10, 20 different things that didn't work. Yeah. I got lucky. This is like the fourth thing I did before it finally went. But I think oftentimes you, you have to, I don't, I don't know, in some ways be able to, to handle your own disappointment with the fact that it's not working and not quit in that because, number one, you're not going to have all the information right out of the gate. I think some people use that as a, as a reason to not do anything at all. And I, and I would say, you know, the other part of it is you have to find something to, to keep you cheered up when it's not going well, because eventually it will work out if you keep working at it, if you keep improving, if you keep, keep looking for a solution, but it may not be the first, second or third time that it works out. Yeah. Well, we've even found that ourselves. I mean, this is the reason I was asking you about your thought. And as you, you know, since we're talking about podcast shows here and how yours has progressed, we've actually done the same thing. You know, we, we batch record, I, you know, a lot of people might not know that, but we record, you know, when we can two, three guests, uh, on the same day each week, but we got to I point, do the same thing. you do the same thing. So sometimes, you know, we get, we get pretty far ahead. Like we're probably booked all the way through, I don't know, June at this point and, and wouldn't have to record another episode all the way until that time came. But when I look at our thought and, and Brant, when you pick this one from Banksy, if you get tired, not that we were tired, but I think we wanted to change things up. We maybe wanted to do some things differently. Let's take a different approach to, a different season. And that was our rest to sit back, not record for a couple of weeks, you know, take a little bit of solace and some thought about it. But then we didn't quit. We came back with a vengeance and yeah, the show has changed a little bit along the way. I wouldn't say it's a massive, massive change, but we needed to use this thought to, to help our show, our show get a little bit stronger. So, you know, I just I, want, I just want to know where your that. thought, you know, what was uh, effective in your day to day. Cause I know that we've, we've taken this approach in our own, podcast work. Would you agree with that, Brian? Yeah. And I think it's something as well that, that I would assume for many people, it's during the time of rest that you get whatever that next thing is going mm -hmm. to be, right? If you're not, if you're not giving yourself any chance to sort of catch up to mm -hmm. what, what, what does happen next. And as you were saying with Gary V, you know, what's that, that uh, seven day, that six month, six year, whatever it's, whatever it's going to be a lot of those thoughts come to us when we are actually resting and not trying to push, push, push for that next, that next gate that we get through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think for myself, that's why I tried to build a lot more travel into my life. 
Um, like, you know, last year we went to, to Budapest, we went to uh, Bratislava, we went to Vienna, uh, Rome. And I've tried to build my life around this because, number one, those experiences are enriching. Number two, the Internet connectivity is poor and there's no cell phone service. So all you can do is be out of your environment. Yeah. And, you know, because I've built a team that can help me with, you know, running day of operations, it really helps. So it's just like you're saying, man, it's, I, for me, it was making travel and experience a lifestyle change. And that's really what, what helped me to then, I guess, come up with better ideas and better thoughts and, and, and better strategies and how I'm going to handle things. Because, you know, hiring those first couple of people was hard because I thought only I could do it right. But as once I realized that, you know, if you're documenting everything, if you're videoing everything, if you're writing everything up, and you're going to get somebody that's going to do just as good a job as you did or even better. So for me, that, that's really what it looks like. That's awesome. Do, do you, um, I, I didn't even look to see, you don't have a book out, right? No, I don't. I, I just don't feel like I have anything important enough to say that could be written to a book. Really? I mean, you could almost take a I, lot I of... I don't, man. I, I, it's, I, I don't feel like my, my, I guess, grand vision thought is, is put together enough yet. But eventually I will. Well, Jim did it way before he was ready. And so look, look where what that, happened with that. <laughs> look where that if I can do it, anybody can do it, is, is the mantra around here. I mean, don't you think you could maybe, if you went back and cobbled together all of the, the, the meaty, cool takeaways from each of the podcasts, that you would have enough stuff that you could put that into a book? I could, but I feel like I would need a more unique spin on it because there's so many people that have done that and I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. no, fair enough. <laughs> I feel like I'm still, you know, I'm still working on my masterpiece here and it's just not quite there yet. Well, it is a masterpiece, man. You, you've done some fantastic work. I mean, certainly we can send people to create your own life podcast. Um, where, where can people stay connected with you? Where, where's a good place that they could stay in touch with you personally? Yeah, two places if they want the personal brand and podcast. It's over at jeremyryanslate.com or the business side is over at commandyourbrand.com. That is awesome, man. You got anything uh, new that you're about to launch? Any up-and-coming products you want to share on the show? No, we're just continue, continuing to, to help people at a, at a high level. Um, the podcast is, uh, as we speak, 15 episodes away from 700. So wow. we're, we're working on closing on that, that 1,000 number and continuing to... Congratulations. Reach out to a lot of the, the high level people I want to learn from. That is awesome. I know Brant said he would give me a year too on the podcast. So ours is coming up in a couple months. <laughs> that's and uh, that's thank all I'm you for that. that. <laughs> Listen, man, we can't thank you enough for taking some time out of your day to, to, to share with us and our listeners. Um, you know, we are uh, just in awe of what you've been able to accomplish this so far. Good. And, you know, we are uh, hoping that we are a fraction of the success that you've been able to pull off thus far. So thank you so much for devoting some time to us and our listeners here at Thoughts That Rock. Absolutely. I, I hope there, this was a message that somebody out there needed to hear to, to show them you know, their next step or their, their next direction. I hope we helped somebody today. I'm sure you did, man. I'm sure Absolutely. you did. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Rock on, brother. Rock on. Hey, rock stars. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode. Yeah, and if you're interested in having Brant or me or both of us speak at your event, we both used to be exclusively represented by Kepler speakers. But now it's just me. Brant is on his own. So to hire Brant, good luck getting a hold of him. For me or both of us, contact us directly at thoughtsthatrock.com. Until next time, rock on! Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, your gateway to a new dimension of wellness. Featuring discussions with world-renowned experts, pioneers, 
champions, and professionals. Experience high-end production, sophistication, and easily applicable tips and tricks for everyday life. Your journey to wellness, it starts here and it starts now. Tune in to the Wellness Driven Life Show and become a part of the evolution of driven living.